When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know why this isn't this part. This isn't playing through. I might just have to add it in post, and we'll just I'll just cut to you guys. All That's of these fine. things that I pulled it up. I don't know why they're not playing. Yeah, out, but... they were messing okay. up yesterday too, weren't they? Yeah, I'll add it. I'll just add it in post. That's fine. Okay. Uh, let me just. I'll just get this. I'm just get this off of here and put you guys back. Yeah, and sorry about that. No, no, don't worry. I have like its faces. Funny. Okay, uh, just go ahead and take it. Welcome into 11 Personnel presented by our good friends at Monticello Bank. 128 years of serving you in your community right here in Kentucky. But beautiful thing about modern times, they'll go anywhere with you. Get the Go NBC mobile app. Visit them on the web at NBCBank.com. Monticello Bank, where people matter. That is where people matter. Monticello Bank, proud sponsors of 11 Personnel. And we are proud to be here with you today to talk about the addition of Cutter Bully. Look it. We got him. We got him. It feels it feels like this has been a, a a long time coming, but also it was um it was a little looking a little skeptical there for a while. Didn't think it, it would happen. Yeah, I think you flash back to this time last year, like right after camp, and kind of maybe like July, you kind of started to get whiff that Tucky might not, or they might be on the outside looking in. Then things change in December. Liam Cohen comes back, and I think that was a big part of all this. Nick, I don't think Cutter Bowley is a cat if Liam Cohen is not the offensive coordinator right now. I think that had a lot to do with this here. Uh, and it's just, I mean, we've talked about this, like fix the high school football recruiting or the high school quarterback recruiting. Like that's some, like something they have to do. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. They've been able to win despite it, but you've got to get it fixed. Transfer portal can be an option, but it shouldn't. Like this could be the seventh consecutive season. The week one starter, Nick, was a transfer for Kentucky yep. at quarterback. Like It's just do. not. It's just not a good way to live. Yep, you're uh, gambling. <laughs> yeah, you're, roll, you're rolling the dice, man. And right. so th- this right here, Nick, I mean, this guy has – if it hits, this is a – he's a first-round draft pick. Like, he's our – old, our old asses are going to be at the draft covering him if he hits here. <laughs> like, he's got the tools. Yeah. And you, you, you see some of it with how he can stretch the ball vertically, how he layers the ball in. Uh over linebackers' heads, how he could throw the ball with touch down the sideline. And he's still, like, growing into his frame. Like, he's yeah. a legit 6'5", 6'6". He's going to draw comps to Justin Herbert. That's going to be, I think, the popular comp for him. Uh, but he's he can make every throw. 
and he's going to have a chance, I think, probably to start as a redshirt freshman at Kentucky. And he's he's kind of the future of the program. And it's just a huge, huge recruiting win. I think he's the best prospect to come out of the state quarterback-wise since your cousin, probably since Brian Brom. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through and kind of cataloged just all of the quarter the, the, the top quarterback prospects over the years. And we uh, we got drunk off of Chris Redmond, Tim Couch, Jared Lorenzen, Brian Brom. And you know, throw, even throw Andre Woodson in there, where he, yeah. he, he had a lot of developing to do. But, I mean, it hadn't been much of anything. And I know Drew Barker had injuries um, that kind of, uh, you know, shell-shocked his career. But even then, uh, Bowley's a much more polished passer. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Wimsett, while he had some stuff, um, he's struggled so far at Rutgers. Uh, very rarely do you see a guy throw the ball this accurate, the, the deep ball, not only this accurately, but to be able to do – he can do the Will Levis on a rope. He can put a little bit of touch on it. You sh- uh, Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up be- because he yeah. has a rep on tape where it's like a l- outcut to the end zone and you just see the short, compact release, flick of the wrist. I mean, it looks just like – you could put them side by side and they look very similar. Yeah. I um, mean, and, and how he can just – like the thing with Levis is just easy velocity he could just produce. Off his off his hand, and you see some of that, I think, with Bowley, but you don't see the the straight up piss rockets as much as you saw with with Levis. There's a little more touch, a little more air under the football. I think the ball placement is really good on a lot of the go routes. You see hard play action fakes into yeah, deep yeah. shots. That's going to be very translatable in Kentucky's he, offense. He very much like operates like a pro back in the pocket. You know, like there's there's a certain professionalism. Um, he's got a good feel for it. Uh, you know, we were just had some of those highlights rolling here on the KSR YouTube channel. And uh, one of the plays where he's got his eyes downfield and he kind of gives a little step back and, and slides past the, the pass rush, um, it, it, it feels like he's got a nice feel, a nice touch. But as you mentioned off the top, his biggest weakness is his strength and just like he's kind of a beanpole right now. How he develops, you know, fills in his body is going to be uh, an important part of his development. And I think if you, you know, you want to be another negative Nelly again, you just look at a lot of what his uh, recruiting ranking, which is incredible, 39th in the on three industry ranking in the 25 recruiting class, number three passer overall. Um, so a lot of that is the seven on seven stuff. He plays for NPA, which, what is that, National Playmakers Academy? Yes. Uh, they're, they're a Central Tennessee joint. And so, like, a lot of his – the reason why folks have fallen in love with him is because he excels at the 7-on-7 seven seven stuff. And the 7-on-7 seven seven stuff is new. Uh, it's new for us as evaluators. Like, how do we judge this? And I know the volleyball player at Tennessee is going to tell us a lot about how transferable that is to the next level. Um, but at least the one positive I've heard about Foley, even though LCA lost last year – they did play like every good small class team. I mean, they got they made it to the by... semifinals. It wasn't like yeah. they bowed out in the first round. Yeah, I think but... when you look you look back at Barker's recruitment. I think that was a valid question. Right, like, right. They Especially never made the, a run. The program he was at, like they got their teeth kicked in by Pikeville, but Pikeville kicked yeah. everybody's teeth in. You know, so like, um, but yeah, they lost the to Mayfield I've... in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that uh, I've heard that Bowley's got kind of got he's got that dog in him. Is what I, what I've heard from like a, you know, and, and it might be a little bit of a trope, um, just because it's a fun internet meme, but 
the biggest and and I hate to just kind of go back to Barker or you know because he's like our one kind of uh person we can cop to in the last decade or whatever. But the same thing with toes like the hardest part about playing this position like it is really just up here. And I'm not talking about reading defenses and all that stuff. I'm talking about just being a freaking dude and go out there and just kicking the other team's ass, like having a mentality about you. And, uh, you know, I, I think Will Levis kind of had that in him, that kind of killer instinct where uh, it may, almost to his own detriment, right, where, you know, we saw in the Ole Miss game where he was just so laser-focused in, he didn't wait to let his team get set up. But I've heard that at least Bowley has a – I don't know, no nonsense, but he has that sort of uh, badass in him. And that's, if, if, if we see that uh, kind of progress throughout his senior or junior campaign or whatever this might be at LCA, that, that's what I think is the key to him having some early success at Kentucky is really just ha- between the ears, adding a little bit of weight and, and, and bringing it. Yeah, the mental makeup is really what you're pointing at there. Mm-hmm. When you get down, that's what ends up being the separator with a lot of these guys. And so, if he does have that, he the, the ceiling is the roof in a lot of ways. <laughs> but I just you can't understate how huge this is for the football program in general. This is a monstrous recruiting win. Like Nick, we've heard scuttlebutt that a reclassification is coming. Yep, he he's official visiting. June 9th. I mean that that a lot of smoke right that's, there. That's that's pretty <laughs> that's about as much writing on the wall as you can get. Yeah. That he's going to reclassify. It's going to be a huge visit weekend for Kentucky. He's going to give you a chance to really maybe climb out of this recruiting hole. There's a, really a couple things here. Like these quarterbacks, they're a lot of like they're lottery tickets. These high-ranked quarterbacks. You're buying a lottery ticket. Except you're at the roulette table, and this one has better odds than the, the tickets you've been playing, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So you just have yeah. – the odds are better for this one to hit, I think, than what we've seen Kentucky yeah. roll the dice on in the past. And the second one is it can help – one, it's he's a top 100 recruit, and I believe it's going to be like the sixth they've signed in the Mark Stoops era. I mean, they, they're not signing kids of this caliber very often. You're right. looking at, you know, Landon Young, Justin Rogers, Barry and Brown, Dane Key. I mean, there's not a lot of these guys. Or not Dane Key, excuse me. Barry and Brown and um, Keontae. Uh, yeah. Which didn't work out the way Kentucky wanted. But there's not a lot of these a lot of these guys. So that alone makes this significant. And then – And here's the thing, too, like it, to interject quickly. Recruiting rankings matter to an extent. Like, it's not the end-all, be-all, but – you know, Bo Allen finishes a mid three star. When he announced his commitment, he was a four star, and then like you got like this wave of commitments in the month of May, so you got that pop. But as you said, like it, the you know it's it's almost like you're getting an extra dice thrown in there when you've got a guy of the caliber of Bowley versus Allen. Like there's just a difference when, it, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. It's not guaranteed hit, but it your chances are a lot better. Right. Exactly. You just got – I think the odds are better on this. Um, and if you – what you like to do is stack guys like this all the time, so then you would increase those odds where you're going to hit on hit on these guys. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot to like from that. And then recruiting-wise, like Boo Carter's a four-star receiver slash defensive back who's really tight with Bully. He's an MPA guy. 
Mm-hmm. Kentucky's got no traction. He, the only official visit he has scheduled is Michigan. Tennessee and Colorado are in the mix. I think Kentucky's probably going to be able to get an official visit with him. Five-star receiver Cam Coleman is very much a pipe dream, but he's from yep. Phoenix City, Alabama Central, a place Kentucky has good relationships with. Kentucky's kind of lurked in that recruitment. He's only got an LSU official. I would be surprised if this is what it takes to get him scheduled for an official visit at some mm-hmm. point. And then just to give you momentum he- heading into a big official visit season where you're where you're having some or you're getting some good prospects, I think, on campus. Yeah. Now you got to close on them, but it's slow start. But I think this could really give you a shot in the arm as a program, and I think it's another feather in Liam Cohen's cap. Yeah, like, this is why you hired him. You know, this is why he's making one point seven, one point eight million dollars. It's because he one he. Like he found you a quarterback, he ended up being a draft pick. They were top twenty-five offense his only year here, and he, he gives you some chops in QB recruiting. And you saw that play out. I don't think Kyler Bully is coming here if it wasn't for yeah. Cohen. If Kentucky had Scangarella or would have hired somebody else, it probably doesn't happen. But I mean, we, he comes back, and you're able to get him. We mentioned it after Cohen got hired in that rapid reaction. Like, here's kind of your to-do list, and. Fix high school quarterback recruiting was one of them. And I know he sort of downplayed like, well, these portal guys are pretty good. But to go back to what we said off the top, like it's just, it's a dangerous game. You know, the portal market changes every year. You don't know what's going to be available. So, Super seniors about to be out of yeah. college football. So like a Devin Leary wouldn't even be possible. Correct. So getting that, that side of it is significant. Um, and we were there at uh, UK the day that Cutter and uh, Boo Carter and a couple of other his, his teammates were working out for Rich Scangarello. And it was no secret that he was uh, a fan of Cohen off the jump. Kiffin was the, his first person to extend a scholarship offer. Uh, but it, the, 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 the initial uh, scuttlebutt, the initial word about Rich Scangarello being kind of weird and hard to get along with like it wasn't just coming from active players it was coming from players that were being recruited there there was just a disconnect and it wasn't going to be an option and you were going to have this kid who moved from Hodgenville in LaRue County to Lexington a stone's throw away from campus and he was going to probably end up in Tennessee you know playing with Tim Couch's son yeah like it was so uh to have the script flip the way that it did is just like that. You needed this. You needed this, and Kentucky can't take it for granted the, the yeah. significance of this recruiting. Win. And you got like not a bad thing to have some really good buzz in the city. Like Friday night, Cutter Bowley's playing. You know, yeah. K- Kentucky's future is just right down the road there, playing playing mm-hmm. ball. And so that's not a bad thing to have guys like that. And like you know, we've seen it. It's just now. Three out of four classes where a big time Lexington kid is coming here with Jagger, Dane, Jagger Burton, Dane Key, and now Cutter Bowley. It's just, it's huge. And I, like Kentucky, at Kentucky, you know, you, you cannot let the in state talent handcuff you. Like, there's going to be years where it, it's not quite, that good. Frankly, yeah. sucks. You know, there's <laughs> a, like, you can't do anything with it. But 
there it's at times when they produce these players, you got you got to get them. You know, you got to get them, and you got to mm-hmm. if they're going to go be stars and be NFL draft picks, you need them to go to the draft like Kentucky being by their name, and you need them. You want them contributing here. I think Kentucky's missed on some in the past, but I think they're hitting on them at least here recently, and hopefully that continues. It helps that they're in Lexington. It helps a lot. Uh, but we've seen them miss on Lexington kids in the past. And so I think there's just a lot to there's a lot to like about this recruitment, and I think he gives Kentucky a built-in plan. I think it's Leary, Portal again, Cutter Bully, and, and hopefully for two at least two years, maybe three years. So you got a, almost maybe a five-year plan now at quarterback. And that hasn't been a thing. It's all been like, well, we got this guy for right now, but after that, I don't know what's going to happen. Now they have an established plan. And even if Cohen's here or not, you have an established plan, which is going to make it a more attractive job for the next offensive coordinator candidate. So just a lot to like about this. Well, yeah, and you did hit on that part. Like, you can't have Liam Cohen here and not cash in with at least one of these high school guys. So uh, it worked out well that the stars align. And you also got to, you know, the guy's down the road. He's pretty good at (laughs) passing offense. And so the fact that you were able to – to get your foot in the door before he got established at U of L, that helps. So the stars really are coming together, aligning uh, for all of this to happen. And I think the the next step is really just like, hey, what's um, what's what's it going to look like this June? Because not only is he officially visiting that weekend, it's kind of nice that he's just I don't know, right over there. Um, yes, that's another thing he can. He can just come in whenever. He can host June, guys. Like June sixteenth. June sixteenth, Jaquan McRoy's coming in. Yeah. Um, Oregon's kind of emerging as a favorite. Bully can just pop in there, you would think. So anytime anything happened like that, right? He they, he can just get over the facility. So it's just it's huge from that aspect. I mean, it's just a monstrous like even if he never like even if it doesn't work out for him here. Yeah. He's got a chance to really maybe help really help your recruiting efforts in the short term. Um, and that that is significant, especially they start – I mean, they just started slow again. You know, I think they're in good shape for some guys, but it's another slow start. And you need they need to get some momentum built up here heading into the season. It's a big couple of months. Uh, we're going to find out if they can close. But getting a guy of this caliber, Nick, uh, like if, I, if you just use the same ranking – um, rating, he would be the number 68 prospect in the class of 2024. Yeah. So a, a legit top yeah. 100 player. Uh, the quarterback ranked ahead of him, only a couple spots, would be Air Nolan, who's going to Ohio State. He was a monster recruit for Ohio State. So like, he ended up at Ohio State? Mm-hmm. So you're in – Bama, but never mind. Yeah. So you're in, you're in just this – You're fishing in waters you're, in you're not gr- used to fishing into. You're in a great I, spot here, so – now you got to take advantage of the momentum this is going to create. I do need to mention, too, though, uh, as good as he is, he's still not the best athlete in his family. His sister, Aaron Bully, was the Gatorade National High School Player of the Year and missed basketball back in 2016. So, you know, he's got a lot to live up to. Pick she it up, Carter. Played ball at uh, Notre Dame, transferred to Oregon for four years. But, uh yeah, so Cutter, go go be better than your sister. Go be National High School Player of the Year. Maybe even Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, do that. No pressure, Cutter. No pressure. But um, that 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 is it is going to be fascinating to follow along with Bowley. 
uh, moving forward. Uh, one other thing we didn't mention when talking about his game, love that he's not a statue in the pocket either. Like, he, he, yeah. he moves he pretty move. well. Yeah. He can move around. So, uh, there's a lot to like about Cutter Bowley. Cutter Bowley mania is here. We've got plenty coming to you from the commitment ceremony on the KSR YouTube channel, uh, a lot on KentuckySportsRadio.com. And uh, also, just hop on the message board. Like, come on. What are, you, what, are you, what are you waiting for? Hop on it right now. I predicted this to happen back in March, damn it. If you would have been on KS Plus, KS Board, you would have seen it, you would have known it, and you would have been ready to rock and roll. Which, speaking of like it, um, once again, shout out Monticello Bank. But if you would have been on KS Board on that official visit thread, I was hinting around that they had some official visitor in town this weekend. And what do you know? Kevin Larkins Jr. ends up committing to Kentucky. One of, is it three or four commits since we've last talked? It's been, there was a lot there that kind of popped off. It's been four. Uh, uh, since Derby. So You've got Chris, Chrisman, Big Chrisman. Yep. You had... Devarian Rayner, you had yep. Kevin Larkins Jr., you had Demi Sumo Cargway. It's four. Count can them we up. just can we can we stick to uh, Demi Sumo for now or Sharko? The the, the G in Cargway just really just messes with me. You know, we drove back a couple of times and NC State was on the radio, and Demi Sumo Cargway was the back in that game, and I was like, man, he's putting this announcer to work. <laughs> Demi Sumo Kong Bay. So, I mean, Tom Leach is going to have to, like, he's probably in the mirror saying that right now. He's just, like, getting it, getting that pronunciation down over and over and over. And I was thinking, man, that would suck to have to spell that name out. Oh, yeah. Here we yeah, are. Here I am. Not as, yeah. not as hard as it maybe sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it's funny you mentioned that guy. I remember thinking, man, this dude just sounds like a, a basketball. Announcer, yeah, because he's at he's in De- tobacco strong road. Carolina vibes. Yeah, P- pretty sure he ended up getting suspended for making some inappropriate comment about people jumping the border or something like that. Uh, so, uh, I digress. Uh, so I guess let's do, let's do uh, let's do most, just most recent then with uh, Demi Sumo because running backs are fun to talk about. And in those two big games, I mean, he had two big games in his one season as a contributor he came into a loaded backfield as a true freshman uh, then the new jersey product became a significant player kind of the uh, uh the, the lightning to the thunder if you will and he had a big game against east carolina almost 100 yards and a touchdown and then he had two scores and 150 all-purpose yards against texas tech and uh i like it i'm not sold on this guy right away like i don't know what how he fits in right away but I do like that he has three years of eligibility. And the same thing kind of applies to Larkins, where it feels like both of those guys are supplementing recruiting misses or jumps into the portal from underclassmen. Yeah, it's actually six transfers, Nick, because we miss Alex Rainer, the kicker, and then Dylan Ray, who is going to be, I believe, a preferred walk-on at Kentucky. So six in a week, essentially, the additions. I've got a hot take. And it's oh. regarding the DSK commitment. El Sharko, the slimy yeah. shark. The El Sharko? I thought it was um Slimy Shark. He's got he's got both. Sharko I don't know it was El Sharko. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, e- either way. Um I think Kentucky has a running backs room filled with a bunch of number twos. That's I think they have take. I think they have legit four number twos. 
I think Ray Davis, Jutah McLean, Ramon Jefferson, Deme Sumo Karnbe could be the number two running back on the majority of SEC offenses. I I would think that or right or right maybe like, number got, three on some of the top tier ones. It's pretty easy to argue for uh, for why uh, Ray is the number one back because he kind of was last year, but like. Yeah. If you had an explosive playmaker, then he would be the second guy who's the power guy grinding out carries, but he just yeah. had that role last year. So I can I, I can play ball with your take. Like, like, like at Ole Miss, they have Quinshawn Quinchon Juckins, but I'd argue that Kentucky, these next four, are probably as good or better than Miss, Ole Miss's two. Woody Marks at Mississippi State, I don't think any of them are as good as him, but I know these next four are probably better than Mississippi State's two. And so there's like South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. It's clear I think they're better than like I think all these guys could potentially start at those places. Uh, but I think what I was getting at is just it's got a lot of I think they've raised the floor here in the running back room. Where like let's be honest about it, injuries are an issue. Jutan McLean has been injured each of the last two years. He's had to miss games. Ray Davis got knocked out in the 2021 season. Deme Sumo yep. Kongbe missed multiple games last year. So odds are. And then Ramon Jefferson's coming off a torn ACL. So odds are one of these two guys are going to get hurt. Right. And so you, you you can just have a rotation, a hot hand, fresh legs deep into the season you can utilize. And then you have a wild card in your true freshman, Jamarian Wilcox, who has the highest upside, I think, in the room. Um, that's who you, That's the future of the position. But you've got time to maybe let him develop, and you got options, and you're going to have a heated competition for a new position coach. And Jay Bulwer is taking over. So I think you feel good about the running back room. I don't. It's it's going to be different just because there's not the bell cow, but they have mm-hmm. they have options and they have some different skill sets. I think in that room that's going to allow Cohen to be a little creative as a play caller and a schemer. And so I think Sumo Karngbe, he's a 200 plus pound back, does a good job falling forward. I think he brings value in the pass game. Yeah. I think him and McLean can be good pass catching backs. Not sure about his tackle break ability. Where I think Davis and Ramon Jefferson potentially are probably your better like inside the tackle box rushers, north south runners. Road graders, yep. So, but I think it's a nice blend of guys there, and like you, you're going to get him for multiple years, and then you look ahead to next year, it could potentially be him and Wilcox as your top two guys, and so I thought I like it from that addition. You beat out Missouri, South Carolina. Colorado oh, for him. Love, love beating out South Carolina too because they lost on their other running back target to LSU yesterday. So could, they they would yeah. they would happily take just a couple of UK's running backs. They're, yeah, they're, it's not just they've missed they missed on others other than those two. They've they're not in great shape at running back. Missouri's not in great shape at running back. So getting a win over two teams in your division is always nice on the recruiting trail. And I just think they again they've raised the floor here. I think they've got mm-hmm. options at running back. Last year, Nick, it, there was such a bad drop off. I thought after Chris Rodriguez, yeah, and yeah, then McLean gets hurt. McLean gets hurt right away early in the season. You don't have him really mm-hmm. for three games when Rodriguez is out. So you're at without your top two backs. And I thought there was a big drop off. Where now I don't think there is as much. Now seven scholarship tailbacks. That's a lot. I'm including D. Beckwith in that group. That's a lot of capital to spend, but it's going to turn over quickly. Well, I think yeah. there's a succession plan moving forward. So uh, I, I like what Kentucky did in the running back 
room here this offseason. I think they raised the floor of that group, and I think it's going to be a solid unit this season. Yeah, uh, and another New Jersey guy. So Kentucky yep, that's four. continuing that season. Northeast connection with Leary, Nasir Addison, now Deme Sumo Karmbe. Uh, and they're, they're also recruiting Connecticut in this upcoming these upcoming classes. So mm-hmm. well, Northeast flavor coming to the Commonwealth. The other uh, kind of long term addition I mentioned because that's one thing that's nice about uh, DSK is El Sharko's got. You know, his best football probably isn't this fall. It's probably 24, 25. Same thing with Kevin Larkins Jr., where I, I'm a little uh, on this, like, back-to-back years where you're taking guys from Livingstone College? Like, what the hell? But he had a lot He had a lot more ball production than Jordan Robinson did. Uh, now, some of those interceptions on his tape looked like punt returns, or the way they kind of hung up in the air, right? Like, it was some CSAA-looking stuff. But you can't diminish his – Knows for the ball. Like, he, he certainly has a good feel for it. He's got three years remaining. And with this safety position, I, I think that's where he's going to ultimately end up playing is safety. Yeah. I don't know how much longer Lovett, Geiger, and Zion Childress are going to be here. Like, all three might be gone after this year. Yeah, you know, like that. There's a way that that happens. I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, you lost Kobe Albert quicker than you wanted to. Um, so like getting somebody in there, especially with these last few spots like it, where you talk about seven scholarships on running backs, but like smoke them if you got them, you know, you got 85, like you might as well use them. And I know recruit and develop. Um, I was talking to a coach at another, um, division one school recently, and we were just talking about the portal and the portal. He's like, you know, it's not hitting me as hard for, you know, like, like I'm not losing my best players or anything, but like, Creating depth is tough because if you don't play right away, a lot of these guys will leave. So some of this recruit and develop, you've got to get guys after one year, like they're getting with DSK and Kevin Larkins Jr. Yeah, I, to me, I, I just don't. Same thing with Big like, too. How big is this guy? He looks tiny. maybe? I don't know. <laughs> he, does not look two, he does not look 200 pounds. I could be wrong. He just does not look 200 pounds. Yeah. So he's just, he's just small, safety Nick. You can find good safeties in the transfer portal. Like, to me, the addition is, if he's not better than Ty Bryant and Jeremiah Anglin, he's, like, is he going to play here? And you're on the hook for, you're on the hook for three years for scholarship with these transfers because it's not like high school where they can go and bounce or you could ask them to leave. You're on the hook for these scholarship. I just... I don't, they were put in a tough spot for what happened with Vito Tisdale, I think. They liked their their three safeties up top. They probably didn't want to scare any of those guys away after Kobe Albert left. Yeah. I think mainly that's the story. Like Kobe, Kobe Albert leaving kind of put them in a bad spot. They probably didn't want to address this position. Yeah. So they're going to get like a, a high upside guy. I have yeah. doubts, but the ball skills are ball skills. Those are usually translatable no matter what level you're at. So – so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but like to me, like I would like to know how big, how really big is he? Uh, like, what are kind of his testing numbers? And like, I don't, we can't find like I can't really find it much on him on the internet. So like, yeah. there's a lot there's, there that I don't know or that they that they have a lot better idea of. Like, was anybody else in on this kid? Like, what what was the deal here with this recruitment? Uh, there's a lot we don't know that we'll probably find out later, but I, I, I just was surprised by, by, by that development. Well, 
I do think too, like it uh, to your point. I think D two guys, they have different transfer rules, so I think they could. I, I, that, that's part of why you take a chance on them because I'm pretty sure they can bounce again. Okay, and it's no big deal. Uh, okay, but nevertheless, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. just assuming a lot on a lot of this, but it was just at a like safety's a, a position weird. you can find in the portal. It was yeah. this just felt like an odd. Yeah. Uh, kind of grab here. That, that that's was really my takeaway there, but we'll see how it plays out. The one nice that well, I say both of them. I mean, you get a reserve from Ohio State that's got a lot of time to develop, and then you got a kicker who's kicked the hell out of the football, right? I know it's yeah. Georgia Southern. He does, it's pretty evident he doesn't have a big leg, but I don't care if you're inside forty-seven yards and you're right. close to automatic, which Rainer was last year. He what he missed two field goals. 26, 28 or something like that? He's up over 75% over three years as a starter. Yeah. Accuracy-wise. Boom. Sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) And then to me, like, Ben Crispin, who you alluded to there from Ohio State, I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if we look back in a couple years and say this transfer class, Leary was the top, but, like, Crispin was maybe the next best find. Ooh. Like, I'm really – Nice take. I really oh. like this. I really like this addition. <laughs> if you look at Ohio State's depth chart, they have the best guard in the country ahead of him who was in the same recruiting class. Donovan Jackson, I believe is his last name. He's going to be like a top 10 pick, potential top 15 pick as a guard. Which like, doesn't happen ever. He's awesome. And the other guy has been ahead of him. It's like a couple years and it's just hung around school. So he really didn't have a chance to start, but he was like in line to be number two this year. Maybe their third guard. Potentially, but Ohio State, you know how they do, they stack recruiting classes there. I think Chrisman's got potentially some tackle flex. I think he could maybe play some right tackle at Kentucky. And you look at just like his pedigree, he is what this big blue wall was built on. Big, road grader, heavy handed, can move people off the snap, off the ball, and has weaknesses in pass pro, but doesn't matter because they're kicking ass. On first and second down. And, like, I just – like, there's a lot to like, I think, here uh, with him. I think he's going to come in and be a valuable part of – maybe people have wanted that rotation. I think you could potentially see it with this guy uh, coming in next year. And I think he's going to be a linchpin there next to Jagger Burton in the year after that. Whether he settles in at right or left guard, I think they're going to give him maybe a chance at tackle. If, let's just see what it looks like. But – I project this guy to be a multi-year starter and a quality starter for Kentucky. I, I really like this addition. Man, look it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I didn't expect it, but there there is something about, like, you just tell me they got a Ohio State offensive lineman. I'm like, okay, that guy's probably pretty good. I mean, C.J. Stroud's got time back there, you know. Those guys, uh, Paris Johnson, was he fifth overall, sixth overall? Um, mm-hmm. And Paris Johnson started at left guard his freshman year. So, like, they had Paris Johnson, and then they plugged in this Donovan Jackson, I believe is this guy's name. Who's got, I mean, like, they just got – okay. Because when you look at – you really need to tier, like, some of these transfer portal targets and buckets. Like, why are they transferring, number mm-hmm. one? Like, is it because they can't play somewhere? Are they looking to move up? Coaching change? What was it about transferring? For him, Chrisman, he was there for two years – he didn't get a chance to play, but the reason he's not playing is he got straight up war daddies ahead of him. Kentucky doesn't have any war daddies right now, so he could come here, and I think 
It's going to add good competition to the room. I really like – I think that was a really good find. I really think we're going to look up, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a solid, rock-solid two-year starter here at Kentucky. Well, and it's also one of those things, too, where um, you don't just say, oh, well, they got – you know, they got a guard in the portal. They don't need another one. Like, no, 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 no. Guard – and you can – there's more value at guard than tackle. Tackles are hard as hell to find. Yeah. A lot of NFL teams don't have good tackles. It's because they're hard to find. Guards are a little more. You can find there's more value to find guards in the portal. There, they're just there just is, and so I, I just like I like this ad. And there's no excuses now with this line. Like they're not going to be great, but like they've got all the pieces. They've got multiple options. They can tinker. They've got experience. Like it needs to be solid. They don't like if they're terrible and they can't pick up twist stunts. Like it's something's going wrong. Something's wrong with the process if that's right. happening this year. Like they've. They've raised the again. They to me it was all about this portal. Leary's the star, but they really didn't find stars anywhere else. But I think they raised the floor at a lot of key positions. You look at offensive line, kicker, mm-hmm. running back, even cornerback. I think you know they've given themselves more options. I think they've raised the floor here at the offensive line, and now it needs to be like. Go out and just not be terrible, right? Like, just don't be terrible. You've got the players there. Like, if they're terrible, again, something's wrong with the process. Um, well, something was wrong with the process in Philadelphia, but we don't need to. We don't well, need they to fired it. the guy. They ran the process. They tried to do the process without the process guy. You can't do yeah. that. And then they got the guy with the collars. Find, find a new slant. That'd be like having me and you do, a, you know, Kentucky soccer podcast. Like, well, I mean, yeah, he kicks the ball. He really kicks the ball hard there, Nick. Like, that should have been a goal. Like, well, I mean, what? I mean, they did the process without the process guy. We'd be Mark Stoops doing the little <laughs> kicking motion, you know, where yeah. he's like. Hey, That'd be like sending me out to, uh, to uh, you know, Adam, write a tennis preview. <laughs> you know, and I, Love. You know, I, I, I've realized, too, that I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big NBA guy. Like, I love the. The kind of off-season drama, and I'll, you yeah. know, I keep up with it enough. But trying to watch a game can sometimes be like pulling teeth. Like it just, it just sucks. Like let's just shoot a bunch of threes. Let's flop all over the place. Let's do a bunch of replays. Uh, but I got invested in that that Celtics Sixer series, and the process uh, let me down. Really, really let me down with the thud. Uh, but it does feel like to to get back to Kentucky that the process has not drastically changed. Um, they've had to make some slight alterations because of the proliferation of the transfer portal. Um, I don't have the tracker in front of me like it, but it was what, what we finished with 18 departures, 13 new arrivals. Yes. So 13 scholarship, I think, I think, which uh, yeah. feels like a healthy amount um, where in, in they're addressing their, they address their big needs um, and added some sustained depth. Now, it's it's always kind of year in and year out. You know, it's hard to judge. Like, it's e- it's very easy to judge at the time, right? But it's much more difficult a year from now. So, like, uh, like Darian Henry Young, which is like a really nice get, former top 100 guy right. or top 200 guy from Ohio State, but dude hasn't really done anything. I kind of worry about that with the cornerbacks. Uh, yes. I, like, well, That's the, one of my biggest worries on the team right now. Because, like, the um, – the offensive tackles, I, I don't know if you can get asked for much better. You got a three-year starter in the MAC that played for a team that won a conference title, 
who, who's graded out well, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You've got a dude from USC who started well for quality teams, but kind of just got hurt and got passed over by a new coach. So like, I, I feel like a lot of these guys, same thing with uh, Rainer. We didn't go into detail about Daverin Rainer. Who, yeah. Uh, it fits a little, it's, that's a little an odd fit to me, just because his body type and what Kentucky asks a lot linebackers do. I'm interested in that, but he's played. He's got experience. Yeah, that. and you just give me bodies. There is is my thing. Like I, you know, I Martez throwing Luke Fulton might be decent in a pinch, but I'm not. I I'm not living and down by that. Right, Rainers at least played some high quality football. That uh, you know, I I, I would at least. Trust him to to you know take the right angles you know make the right pursuit not get too um, not let the moment be too big for him um, but it, it feels like with when you look at their kind of positions of need they checked all the right boxes I just worry about that uh, that cornerback position because from recruiting ranking standpoint from like size like they check all the boxes but like you got to go do it. And I'm, I, my big thing looking is I'm, I'm, I'm not going to completely uh, throw out the baby with the bathwater after one spring practice because it should be an adjustment period for them. Like that's a, it's spring ball, you know. Like, uh, we're we're, we're set to have the the dingles on Justice and Jordan, and I don't know how much Jordan didn't practice at all. I don't know how much Justice did. Like it's it's spring ball, you know. So I'm not going to be too harsh in in judging that cornerback position uh, just yet. Well, two years ago, Nick, defense kind of fell off a cliff after six weeks, and a lot of it was due pass defense. A lot of it was due with cornerbacks. So that is, to me, that's concerning. Like, if you get it, you look at the back half of the schedule, you know, you're playing Alabama, you've got Will Rogers, you've got Tennessee's offense, you've got Spencer Rattler. If Spencer Rattler's hot, you've got Jeff Brom. Like, you're going to face some good passing offenses in this back half, so your corners better be able to up the snuff, better be able to hold up. And I think there's reasons to believe in Andrew Phillips, but you've got to find some guys that can help. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge question on this. De- I think every other piece of the defense is really rock solid, but these corners, you know, who, who's I, – I keep – like, J.Q. Hardaway to me seems like the next best option. Um, but he really didn't grab that during the spring. It seems like the staff's pretty high on Maxwell Hairston. We really haven't seen him at all. So we're just we're going to have to find out. I think the first first three weeks are going to be a little bit telling, but we're not going to know much even after that. I mean, we're, we're, the first time they're really going to get challenged is probably when they go to Vandy. And Vandy's got the receivers and the quarterback that can they make do. them pay. Shepherd's so we're going to – I think we're going to – I don't know if we're going to learn anything, and, but we're going to learn probably in that game whether they're mm-hmm. they're up to snuff or not. And Kentucky could find themselves maybe in a mini shootout there if they can't keep those guys in check. So, yeah, the, to me, like, that's the – that is the biggest, I think, you know, the biggest worry is just, I think, health, keeping Leary healthy. But the second one to me is can the cornerbacks hold up? Uh, because you got pretty good play from Keetron Smith and Carrington Valentine last year, and I think that had a lot to do with Kentucky having a good season on defense. Can what they have now? Can you know? I, I'm confident Andrew Phillips. Not you know, we got to see it with these other guys. Uh, one position I'm not worried about is tight end. There's some some hammers in there in that tight end room in Vince Merrill's tight end room. We got one of them joining the show with his brother J. 
Justice Dingle, Jordan and Justice Dingle, they're going to be joining us today. Stephen, I hope you've got the button press to put them on. But they're going to be out at Community Trust Bank Friday from 11 to 2 uh, in Georgetown for the Scott County Humane Society, helping adopt some dogs. And I, I need to ask you all some questions about dogs uh, when we get started. Uh, Jordan, if your brother could be a dog, what kind of dog would he be? Uh, he'd have to be a, a pit bull, pit bull for sure. <laughs> I felt like that was pretty easy too, especially playing fullback last year. I appreciate y'all hopping on uh, today to talk about uh, what y'all got going on Friday, uh, what y'all got cooking up in the nil world. But I do need to ask, just like, how much fun is this to be hanging out, playing college football together? <laughs> especially, Justice, you, you've been on the other side of it. Yeah, I, I say it's a dream, honestly, and just uh, coming over to the office side, just seeing now how much more detail-oriented it is versus defense. So it's a dream. And just would have never thought to be playing with my brother, so it, it's a blessing. <laughs> uh, how how much fun is it when like, – I, we're, we're a couple of meatheads from time to time. Um, I appreciate when they let us into practice and we get to watch one of you all just blow somebody up uh, because like, it's one thing to just score a touchdown, but it's another thing to watch somebody just absolutely get destroyed, getting lost in the wash, getting ear hauled. I love it. How hyped do you get when you, do you get more hyped uh, Jordan watching justice hit somebody or uh, break off uh, catch a pass in the flat and, and bust off a big game? Hitting somebody, it's, it's hitting somebody like no other. I mean, that it gives me a new excitement, and just whenever I see that, that just fires me up, fires everybody up, really. So, I, I before we ask, I'm gonna ask you some more questions about Nil and what y'all got going on Friday. But Jordan, you you missed spring ball. How are we feeling now? Are we feeling good, or are we gonna be good to go this fall? Oh yeah, we're gonna be good to go, 110 percent, ready to uh, make some plays and. Uh, just the recovery's been well, and just excited to be back out there. I'm not going to lie, look it. I felt bad <laughs> thinking about all the running Isaiah Cummings had to do during spring ball. <laughs> For real, yeah. <laughs> the room got thin without you out there, Jordan. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, right now, is it's a summer for – it's. I guess this will be the third summer that name, image, and likeness is around. And so, Justice, you've been – you've seen it – from the get-go, what are there any sort of misconceptions that I think people have about nil? Uh, where I think a lot of folks just think of it as like you know the the volleyball player at Tennessee getting paid eight million dollars to go play quarterback there. Uh, what, what, what's nil like from the kind of day-to-day basis for guys inside the Kentucky football locker room? Um, just just having the opportunity, not also with um, funds, but more so just giving back to our community and just getting some out of the deal, whether it's just compensation from it. But I think that uh, Kentucky has a good uh, feel for uh, allowing us to get learn something else for the program instead of something else. Yeah. Well, and I, and I know some think like, oh, my gosh, it's just uh, we're going to have this big – shoe deal or something they're gonna get paid six figures where a lot of stuff is like this jordan where you're going out and hanging out with dogs for an afternoon like that's got to be a pretty sweet gig to get paid to hang out with dogs and kentucky fans you know 
Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, dogs hit home for us. Uh, we're growing up with the pit bulls, actually, and just uh, always been around dogs. So they, it hits home for us, and we love them. Now, do y'all do y'all have any dogs now? Yeah, I do. Uh, a little uh, Chop. His name's Chop. He uh, he's a brindle uh, pocket bully, and he's he's all types of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Wow, he's, that's. He's, <laughs> that's probably why Jordan tried to say I look like one because he always said, like, Yeah, I don't know who's next bigger. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, so I, I know a lot of people they you know they see you guys on the field on Saturdays, but what um, what part of being a Kentucky football player did maybe they not see about uh, Jordan Dingle that you're kind of working on day to day outside of just trying to get better as a football player? I mean, well, honestly, they don't see all the off-field stuff. I'm much more than just a football player. Um, I really uh, value education, make sure they focused in that, and also just getting out in the community, trying to do things to uh, better the community, and I give, much, give back as much as possible. So. Is it right that you're looking in the medical field? Uh what? Uh, yeah, looking at the uh, business side of the medical field, going into hospital administration. Oh, okay, okay. So um, selling those uh, those knee replacements, like it. I'm probably going to need one of those for too long. <laughs> You're getting uh, old, man. Yeah, I know, right? We're, we're, our bodies are breaking down. Uh, Justice, what, what what kind of what what <laughs> life after football for you? I, I this is super senior year, correct? Yes, sir. So how are you preparing for uh, the next step and kind of what, um, what what's this summer looking like to not only do football but, you, you know, kind of further your career? Um, Not only uh, with football, I mean, I'm just um, getting internships and uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical sales, and that's what field I want to go into. And also just um, on the field, like just trying to get ready for this season because it's a – it's a new, a new time coming, so I'm ready to, ready to extend that, thing that drive this year. So get to the next level and, and also develop a path for when I get done with football. Well, if you all need them for pharmaceutical internships out there, uh, or uh, or you're working in a hospital, you you know some guys right now that you can get connected with. I, I was just, it just dawned on me, Justice, too, that like your career is um, I banana land. I don't, I mean, you've done, you had, you went to Georgia Tech. Were they still doing triple option when you got to Georgia Tech? Well, yeah, well first year, freshman year they were. And then uh, after that year, uh, Coach Johnson uh, retired and Coach Collins took over that pro style offense and uh, spent one year under him. And that's when I transferred after that year. So you've played, a different position every year with probably what four different five different position coaches yeah well yes sir <laughs> i say yes sir both yes, sides sir. of the ball too yeah but it, it helps me with having a better better understanding of the game honestly and just breaking down when i see this formation or what kind of type of look i could get out of that and so it helps out so i feel well-rounded yeah, we're really the jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, and um, I'm curious too because it was, what was it like just in that meeting room when all right, Coach Cohen's coming back, 
there was there was there a buzz, a little bit of excitement, and kind of has that excitement? Are you still feeling it around the facility um, going into twenty twenty three? Yeah, most definitely. Just with uh, Coach Cohen coming back, he he really he he's the one that he don't really care who you are. It's just if you show that you can do it and show that you're aggressive, you can you can put take people down. So you just got to prove it to yourself and to them. So yeah. he, he really done. Really excited about him opening up the offense and seeing what he's going to have planned up for this year. And just really feel like the sky's the limit for us uh, here at Kentucky. So, Do you – do the tight ends and receivers, do y'all got like a rivalry of sorts? I feel like there's got to be a little bit of – like, come on, let's get 13 personnel out of there. Barry on, just take a I break. There, there's no robbery, but I mean, I think we all know who the big dogs are on the field. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so, about the, uh, the, the jugs uh, competition. Uh, yeah, we got a little jugs competition going on, and uh, with just the offseason catching, and I, I really think the tight end should be leading because I feel like there's the competition in the tight end room, we're, we're after it, and we're just all getting after it and hungry, all of us, so. Uh, I, those jugs machines, I think they take my head off. Those things, they they fly out of there. Um, I'm a little intimidated by them, um, but that's why you got to stand on the side, Nick. You know, you stand at the side. You don't stand face in front of the jugs. You stand at the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, if if y'all want to go see uh, Jordan Justice, I believe uh, Josh Caddis is going to be out there Friday too, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, in Georgetown Community Trust Bank. There will be adopting dogs. Um, there's going to be cats out there. Uh, Jordan, would you rather be a dog or a cat? What type of question is that? Dog? <laughs> well, you know that. Well, but you are a wildcat, <laughs> well, okay, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. But all right, all right. <laughs> 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 um, well, are, are, are you going to be adopting any dogs out there? Or, or is it, are you just letting Justice handle the, the dog care? I mean, I, I was considering it, uh, really, but if I found the one, I just might. <laughs> I, I, that, I, look at, I went to the human. My, my roommates went to the Humane Society when I was in college, and um, eleven years later, he's still hanging out with me. So, like, just getting there. If you if you're thinking about getting a dog, you're going to leave with one, and you yeah. can hang out with these guys. Which, gosh, I I can't get over how cool of a gig that is that y'all just get to hang out. Um, <laughs> this no, is no. You like my wife did the same. She's like, we're going to look at dogs. He he just turned seven last week, <laughs> so that's how it happens. Yep, yep. Y'all, 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 make sure to come out and uh, come support. There'll be lots of fun there, and um, have food trucks as well. Yep, food trucks. Awesome, nice, nice. Just come have a good time. And find Ooh. find your everybody. <laughs> One thing too, before we let you go, I did just find out they, the news came out today, Luckett, that when they come out with the EA Sports game, I don't think it's this year, but I think it'll be next summer. Yeah, y'all are gonna get paid five hundred bucks to have your name in that game. How yeah, I mean, cool I, is I, that? honestly, but that's that's I'm really excited about it, and that's gonna be something that really cool. Really, is excited about it. I can't wait to play. I'm playing on it all day, every day. <laughs> ain't gonna did be you ever. Did you ever do? You gonna put yourself you... at quarterback, Jordan? You run a little wild, <laughs> yeah. wildcat formation. Yeah. I am a wildcat. <laughs> oh. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Well, Jordan Justice, thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, have a good, solid summer. 
stay healthy, uh, hit that jugs machine, beat the receivers. They talk a lot of talk. So just, you know, put the work in uh, and, you know, put them to shame. They, they need a little humbling, okay? They need to eat a piece yeah. of humble pie. Yeah. And uh, y'all, uh, please make sure to follow us on, on IG and Instagram at jordandingle21 and justicedingle52. Yeah. Follow them. And if y'all got any nil questions, comments, concerns, you can slide into their DMs or uh, – Athlete Advantage, correct? Are y'all uh, are y'all hooked sure. up with them? Yeah. Yes, Athlete Advantage can help make it happen. Business, large or small, uh, you can hook up with guys like the the Dingles or uh, Caddis or Leary or Ray Davis. You you know the names and you can get to know them even better uh, through nil opportunities uh, this summer. So, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks, guys, for having us. That was Jordan and uh, Justice Dingle. Like I. Dude, like it. They're getting paid to just hang out with dogs and UK fans. That's so can't freaking that, cool. Man. All right, Nick, we can't get out of here. Thank the Dingle brothers. Yeah, doing that. Uh, both going to be pretty big parts of the office. We can't get out of here without giving some golf picks right quick. Got yeah, the PGA and, Championship this weekend. Right, and we're releasing this after. Uh, yeah, if you couldn't tell, Luckett's at Bowley's decision, and we're releasing this as it's happening. So Luckett is giving his official PGA picks before it teed off, <laughs> but you can still get live odds. You're going to get stuff. live odds on these. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to give them right quick. Xander Schauffele to win. Uh, you get that 16-1. to 1. You probably get good or bad. Terrell Hatton, I like a top 10, so if he's in there, look for him. Uh, Ricky Fowler, top 20. You can get him on some good odds. So, depending on where he's at, maybe look at Ricky Fowler. Um, I like Brooks Kepka well. over Brooks Kepka over Rory in a matchup. Um, Rory's not been playing well in the majors, specifically PJ Championship here recently. And I like Justin Rose if he's hanging around there, too. So, those are some, some ones to watch there in Western New York. But, Nick, this is very much going to be a driving competition. So, there's only probably five or six guys that can win. This is all going to be about bombing it off the tee and then making some putts. And so if that's not your style of golf, it's probably not going to be for you here this weekend. <laughs> um, Preakness is Saturday. Uh, I we, we have a full preview with uh, Pete Fornatel on the KSR YouTube channel, but I, I do think the move is uh, first mission and mage over top of red route run in a trifecta. One, two, one, two, three. Like that. It's going to be hard to, to win some money on this one. I also just – I worry – Mage isn't – something about the single-syllable derby winner. doesn't sound like a derby winner to me. I, you know. Nick, when are you going to do the infield in Pimlico? So, I can't do it next year because PGA is coming to Louisville. So, I'm thinking yes. the year after that. That'll be like a good – like I, 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 it'll be a good barometer to see <laughs> You're if going to take Duke for not. his fifth birthday or something? <laughs> Come on, son. Let me show you Baltimore. It's $120 all you can drink. and just Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, That's a freaking steal. Um, and, and my derby picks weren't that bad. I got two, three, four. Um, oh, man, you missed my – It's tough. So, Taylor, my wife, had the winner. She had Mage? God. Yeah. Um, only because it was a number eight horse. But I exact a box all the horses we liked. Uh-huh. And then I had – whoever came in second, I had two across fills. the board – I had him a pretty good chunk of change across the nice. board. Nice. So, so what could – making some bank into the exacto. The exacto paid a couple hundred bucks, didn't it? I didn't put Mage in one of them. I didn't put the eight in there. So I cost us five, $600. I mean, we ended up winning like right around 100 for the day. 
But yeah. I cost us there, man. I was I felt Dude, bad. We would have had six, seven hundred extra bucks in our pocket. It's the worst thing when you're playing around with your app and you you hit all the buttons. You think you've got them all locked in. Well, I, I looked at them and I had the numbers and I thought I had them all, like the couple exacta, and man. I didn't have the one that one. That's ah, tough. She had another horse. I can't remember what that was, but then the eight one. So we ended. Up, I mean, we won some money, which I'll take any day of the week. But I could right, have been right. a it w- memorable derby there. It was very funny though. I did the thing where I lost all day Friday, but was like, dude, I'm not just going to stop betting on the biggest betting day of the year. And we were on fire. Uh, Jim Roush, he had only two misses the entire day. He was killing yeah. it. I had a couple tries, but like it. Am I going to take all that money home in my pocket? No, I'm going big on the Derby, and uh, I-, I lost big. So you know, <laughs> you try to hey, win some, you lose some. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you you get all that money. I had just enough to bet the final two races, and I won one, so we got some dollar beer money to play around with on Thursday nights. Uh, But, uh, man, this was fun. Fun to get back in the swing of things. Fun to have the Dingle brothers on. Uh, We're going to have some more guys, thanks to the nil opportunities throughout the year. But, listen, I I, I need to emphasize, too, like, you don't have to just pay 15 bucks a month to be in the 15 club. I mean, if you have a like, these appearance fees aren't that much, and it, they would love to just come hang out for four hours for a couple hundred bucks. Uh, camps, if you need somebody to come talk to your camp, if you need a speaking engagement for any of your summer camps, Kenneth Horsey did a bunch of those last year. These guys are available, and they're really good too. They're good guys. I hope that came across with our conversation today. Uh, and like it, I think thanks to Neil, we're going to make your dreams come true and get Caddis on the program at some point this summer. Must-see episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Cutter Bowley's a cat. Kentucky's hit 85 scholarships, so the roster movement appears to be done, which means that we're going to be a little bit of a doldrums, and then June, June, it's going to be nuts. We've got guys scheduling official visits. There's going to be tons of them, and uh, we're going to be at camps as well at the University of Kentucky this summer. So a lot's going on here, there, everywhere. Make sure you've got Monticello Bank on your side. That's where people matter. Member FDIC, Monticello Bank. Take them with you on vacation with the NBC mobile app. They've got tons of branches and locations across the Commonwealth. Monticello Bank, proud sponsors of 11 personnel. We couldn't appreciate them anymore. For Adam Market, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and uh, go Crow Green.